0: From True Africa, I'm Claude Gwenecki and this is Limitless. In this episode, we're talking about
1: Black Lives Matter. The African context doesn't change the debate, it reinforces it.
2: There's a common thread between our experiences, especially with regards to police.
3: We must show solidarity in the battle because it involves us, it affects the Black race.
0: Welcome to Limitless, the podcast that asks the questions that matter for Africa. We're looking for African solutions to African problems. In each episode, we're asking three guests one question that matters to Africans. And, no surprise, they don't always agree. The Limitless podcast is supported by the U.S. Department of State and the Scenefire Foundation. The social movement Black Lives Matter... BLM was started in 2013 to highlight racial discrimination and police brutality in the US. After the murder of George Floyd in May 2020, BLM protests were organized all over America. There were also protests worldwide, in Europe, in Japan, in Brazil, in Australia. BLM also inspired activists in African countries. Yet these countries have majority black populations They don't have the same racial dynamics or history as the U.S. Yet, the movement still resonated. I asked activists in Senegal, Ghana, and South Africa why BLM matters to them. First up is Ernesto Yeboa, the founder and commander-in-chief of the Economic Fighters League, EFL. It's an anti-corruption movement in Ghana. He organized a vigil following the murder of George Floyd but he was arrested and charged with breaching the Public Order Act, although all charges were later dropped. I asked Ernesto why the EFL decided to support BLM.
1: Well, Fighters is a Pan-Africanist movement. And so for years, we have taken an interest in what happens to black people all over the world. We have marched for Uganda. We have marched for Sudan. And so it was only natural that when an African brother was murdered by the state in the US, that we will match for him too. Ghana is a home of African liberation. And so it felt criminal to us that a black man could be murdered by the police in the state. And that murder being met by silence in Kwame Nkrumes, Ghana. We had to act. The U.S.
0: has its own very specific history of racial injustice. How is BLM relevant to
1: Africa? On the contrary, the African context doesn't change the debate. It reinforces it, emphasizing the need for a real African liberation on the continent. It is clear that until Africa unites and prospers No black man or woman will be respected anywhere in the world. Beyond this, the parallels are clear. Africans on the continent are also being subjected to state-sanctioned violence. The root of oppression is one. And so, whether dealing with racism or the political elite, what we are engaged in is a class struggle. As George Floyd and um, Ahmaud Arbery and Breyna Taylor, and others, I mean, who were murdered by the states in the United States. So were Eriko fochu, Ahmed Swali, and by virtue of the state's neglect, the Takrade girls in Ghana.
0: The Economic Fighters League campaigns to reform economic structures.
1: What's the link with BLM? It is a that said that capitalism brought about racism and so what black people all over the world are confronted with is a capitalist system racism has no scientific validity and so the more we think about it the more we are clear in our minds that race is just a ruse to deny black people their share of opportunities in the world. The enemy, therefore, is capitalism.
0: The next guest is Wise Bayano from Senegal. He's an artist and he was one of the three founders of Africa for Black Lives, a social media movement that started in Dakar to show solidarity with the activism in the U.S., I first asked him how he reacted to the Black Lives Matter protests in the U.S.
3: Thank you, Claude. First, I would say we didn't react to the protests in the U.S.A. Rather, we reacted to the event which kicked off the protests. So we set up Africa for Black Lives, which was in part a response to the movement Black Lives Matter, at the moment when george floyd was assassinated i would say i would choose my words carefully and we decided in africa that there was no reply on the continent faced with what was happening and so we said to ourselves we must be heard to, we must show solidarity in the battle because it involves us, it affects us, it affects the black race, it affects the human race. It also is speaking about injustice and that inspires us in our own activities and projects. So we set up a small movement. Unfortunately, we were in the pandemic period. So it was difficult to get permission to organize a gathering in the streets. We had planned for a big march, but they told us with the pandemic it was risky and also we planned to invite famous people who supported us. But for them, there was a risk as they are important people. So we decided not to do that, but instead held press conferences, raised awareness on social media and held events at Studio Loft, our artist space.
0: Given it started in Minnesota, in America, I asked him how he explained BLM's relevance The African continent.
3: The movement supports a cause which involves the black race. And Africa is the cradle of the black race. So all the black people, even if they are born in America, have African origins. But also, we don't want to undergo this kind of violence. Me, my brother, my son, my sister, my cousin, or a friend who might find themselves in South Africa. We are in a world that calls us to travel, to move, to go to other territories and different horizons. And if tomorrow we find ourselves in America or even in France, Russia, China, and we suffer the same treatment, it's something that automatically affects us because there is a point in common, which is the color of the skin. But also there is another common denominator, which is the human being who is submitting a certain injustice and violence.
0: And to finish off, I asked him if he thought the BLM movement had changed anything in Africa
3: uh yes in a certain measure if you can talk about consciousness raising but these are battles which have already been waged at different levels or in different ways but i will say that the act that was inflicted on george floyd and i know i'm repeating myself the act inflicted on george floyd was a straw which broke the camel's back we were inspired all battles which fight for the good of humanity and fight for the good of the black race are inspirational for us.
0: Third up is Dimpho Le Coeur. She's actually one of our producers here at the Limitless podcast. She's 27 years old and based in South Africa. She has a BLM banner on her social media profiles. So I was curious to know why the movement means so much to her.
2: Um, Really interesting to be on this side, I must say but black lives matter um, is obviously a political movement right but the aim is to really make sure that we create safe and comfortable spaces for all black people particularly black people who um, whose voices have been left on the periphery and who haven't always had a safe and comfortable existence right so we're mm. talking about queer black people you're talking about um, black people who are disabled you're talking about black women in particular and if we, you know if that's our point of departure just creating an easy and safer existence for Black people, then that kind of movement and those principles are going to be relevant anywhere where Black people exist. If you ask me about my experience in South Africa, it's very difficult to talk about that without bringing up the fact that, you know, there is historical oppression. Um, there are historical things that are structural that make it difficult for me to navigate life in this country, politically, socially, economically, and otherwise, right? So I think Black Lives Matter, for, for me as a young African, at least, is also about how do I think about an existence and an identity that's not so closely tied to my oppression and suffering all the time.
0: But do you think that a lot of Africans actually know how the movement began?
2: If you ask about the history of the movement itself, I don't think a lot of us, particularly young people in my age group, right, would know about the history because like you're saying, um, it started in 2013. A lot of us weren't even on Twitter at the time, right? Um, I think I was 18 or something like that. But I think that as we've become more globalized, I think especially online, and as we begin to share our stories, right, Right, uh, Trayvon Martin, and and more recently uh, George Floyd, we begin to see that like there's there's a common thread between our experiences, especially with regards to how Black lives relate to police.
0: And and do you think that it's as relevant outside of African countries that don't have a substantial white population in the way that say South Africa does?
2: I don't think that it's necessarily a matter of black population versus white population if you follow black lives matter on social media and you read uh, um, up on why they say that there exist as a movement right it's to try and dismantle um, white supremacy by recognizing that it can be very violent on black communities and if you think about white supremacy as a system it doesn't matter how many white people um, or non-black people exist in a space because it's a political system that was built centuries ago um, and that continues to be perpetuated by the way that we live our lives by things like capitalism um, it is a potential threat to black people everywhere regardless of how many young how many white or black people exist in a space if you think about South Africa for example right we have about 80 percent black people and only a 20 percent white population but when you think about who owns the factors of production who has power who has authority who has social capital those things always lean towards white people so I think that because white supremacy is a system and it's pervasive and it has the potential to harm black people and non-black black people and non-black people of color, um, numbers don't really matter. What we should be focusing on is a system that white people I think continue to benefit from and a system that is always a danger to black people regardless of what the numbers look like.
0: And so let me ask you why you actually have it on your Twitter profile. Why is that important to you?
2: So for me, it was an act of resistance. Like, um, whoever stumbles on my profile, whoever wants to know more about me as a person, it's important for them to know that like, politically that's where I stand black lives matter and that's a message that I'm going to amplify up until a point where I feel like the world is beginning to treat black lives as though they matter and for as long as we still need to kind of um, you know tussle with uh, racist uh, political systems social systems economic systems it's important for me I think especially as someone who um, is very active in the media industry as someone who is a journalist as someone who is passionate about amplifying voices to amplify that message because I know that, um, if you say something enough, if you tell a story um, enough, you know, that's, that's only when you begin to reach people and challenge mindsets and challenge perspectives. So for me, I've kind of made that, I don't know if it's like a, an ode, but like I've made that commitment to myself. Um, number one, it's what I want people to know about me, um, that I feel very passionately about the cause, but also number two, it's something I will never stop sharing and amplifying um, for as long as I feel like there's a need to.
0: I spend a lot of time in the US, and I see how the country still needs to come to terms with its past. This kind of reappraisal will be difficult. This holds true for countries in Africa, too. We're certainly not looking for simple answers on this podcast, but we believe Africa's potential is limitless, and so is the potential of the people who are trying to change things. Ernesto, Wise, and Dimfo, there are just some of the many young Africans fighting to reform and build political, economic, and judicial systems that serve and protect all citizens, whatever their color, background, or creed. Are you one of them? Thanks for listening. To find out more, visit www.trueafrica.co or follow True Africa on Facebook and Twitter. You've been listening to Limitless. I'm Claude Grinitzky. The Limitless podcast is a production of True Africa. This podcast is made possible
2: with a grant from the U.S. Department of State and the Scenefire Foundation.